Our reading is from Reverend Fulgence Ndagi Jimana from Burundi. When strangers meet, endless possibilities emerge. New experiences, new ways of understanding, new ways of taking action. When strangers meet, each pays special attention to the other. Each is called to serve something larger than the self, with openness, willingness to grow, rich curiosity, and a sense of purpose. I chose this reading because it speaks a bit to my hopes for us, that we are strangers, but we are meeting with endless possibility. And I look forward so much to exploring and growing those possibilities together. I also chose this reading because it's by a Unitarian Universalist from halfway around the world, and that's what I'd like to speak with you about today, is our worldwide faith. Last year, I got to go to a conference with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists from all over the globe, the International Council of Unitarians and Universalists. Howard was there, as well as some others of you. I have two quick asides before we get more into what that conference was like and more into what it's like to be a Unitarian or a Unitarian Universalist somewhere else in our, in our world. The first I find a bit ironic, which is that I'm speaking to you today with this cold on this conference that I went to, and the last time that I was speaking to a congregation with a cold was when I was at that very conference. (laughs) And the second is that this stole, which is one of my ordination stoles, is made with fabric from that conference and was blessed by a circle of people that I got to know each day throughout the conference. So I bring you their blessings and their greetings today. So into this conference... Our host community was the Unitarians of the Kazi Hills from Northeast India. And we had originally been scheduled to meet there in the Kazi Hills, but unfortunately, like our own country and too many others, India was experiencing a rise of nationalism. A pro-Hindu nationalist party controlled their government. And as a non-Hindu religious organization, we were unable to get visas for the conference. So instead of India, we went next door to Nepal, and the Indian Unitarians came over and kindly hosted us there. Now, meeting a whole bunch of different people over several days gave me this sense of our tradition as a mosaic. If you think about Unitarianism and Unitarian Universalism all over the globe, I think of each country or region as a different stone in this mosaic. And each might be its own size, its own shape, with a particular glint or color based on who the Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists in that region are. So, th- But the mosaic itself needs all of the stones to be the mosaic, right? Now, throughout the conference, I learned a little bit about some of these stones, and we all together explored what the mortar is that binds us into this mosaic? What's the common substance that makes us one faith? So today I'd like to tell you about this mosaic. The first stone is the Unitarian Union of Northeast India. They were our hosts for the conference. The Indian Unitarian movement is over 125 years old. 
It was founded by H.K. Singh. Singh was raised under Calvinist missionaries, colonizers. As an adult, he came to reject the doctrine of damnation that they had taught him. He simply found it incompatible with the teachings of Jesus. After being introduced to older American Unitarian writings via British Unitarians, he started to correspond with these Brits, his contemporaries across the seas. And he took these ideas and his own ideas and melded them together. And with time, Indian Unitarianism took off. Today, there are about 10,000 Unitarians in India. And India, you've got the picture of the country in your mind, and then there's this little bridge with this northeast region up over there. Except for you, it's flipped. So you've got the picture of the country, and there's this little bridge up over here. Um, and most of the Unitarians live up there in that Kazi Hills area. But there are branches all across the country in several cities. In some areas where there are lots of Unitarians, the anniversary of the church's founding is a public holiday. Can you imagine that, having Unitarian Day? My friend Banjak Nabri told me about the worship services in the Kazi Hills. Some congregations have professional ordained ministers, but many are still entirely lay-led, perhaps enjoying periodic visits from regional ministers who travel throughout the district. Indian Unitarianism is a church of seekers. We seek to improve ourselves and our wider world, and God is this universal spirit that acts as our mother, our father, our parent, so that we might live as siblings together. We're each born with a natural closeness to God, and though we might get away from that from time to time, religion helps us return again and again to our original nature. We also, so we practice that returning in religion, and then we also practice recognizing that spark of God within each other. I heard this phrase, no man, no God, as in to know each other is to know God, from several Indian Unitarians. Or as their leader Rupailamar put it, we are the imprint of God, a divine spark with the potential to be ever more better. Unitarianism leads to loving what is in the world and to work with joy for justice. Indian Unitarians are working especially on environmental issues like mining and deforestation and on gender issues like violence against women and children and LGBT rights. No man, no God. Do good and return to your original closeness with God. So there's the Indian stone. Another stone in our mosaic is the Unitarian Church of Burundi. It was founded 15 or 20 years ago by Fulgence and Dagi Jimana, who gave us our quote in the reading. The Unitarian Church in Burundi's initial work wove together community, social justice, and theology. They believe in freedom of conscience and that Jesus was a prophet and a role model. Now, to Burundians, not just Unitarian Universalist Burundians, but all Burundians, 
God is not somewhere up there, but in our relationships and in energy. So the interdependent web is a core part of Burundian Unitarian Universalism because it's a core part of their wider culture. Being in relationship and belonging to community is the foundation of being human. And because we are all linked with each other, because we belong to each other, we are led to work for justice. As Fulgence says, to do good is to become more fully human, is to care for the whole world. Whether we finish the work or not, we know the community continues. This way of life was a touchstone for the church as it grew. By 2011, they had grown to 70 members. The church had its own building, plus some satellite congregations. That same year, they ordained Fulgence and called him to continue working with, that, with them as their minister. Their justice efforts centered around domestic violence, including running a local program for men who had perpetrated violence and on national peace issues. In 2015, a new wave of political unrest rocked the country when the president broke the terms of the 10-year-old National Peace Treaty. Reverend Fulgence and the Unitarian congregations spoke up loudly in support of the treaty, working for its restoration. The backlash was, was terrible. The church was ransacked, and church leaders were kidnapped and imprisoned. Fulgence, from prison, was able to contact his congregants, congregants when a guard lent him the guard's cell phone. His congregants came and held a vigil outside the prison, at real risk to their own safety. Now, Fulgence cautions us that this was not necessarily an act of bravery or heroism, despite the danger. Rather, people came because they knew and they felt the inextricable ties between their lives and his, or between all of our lives. The Burundi UU sense of God in our relationships sustained this congregation day after day as they sought Fulgence's release. In the end, he was granted asylum in Canada, and he continues his ministry with his congregation from afar, and also has a ministry with local Unitarian Universalists where he has settled. Other members of the Burundi church found elsewhere. Many are in Rwanda, and they were safe there for a while, but then the Rwandan government tightened the legal definition of church, and they stopped recognizing Unitarian Universalism. As far as their government is concerned, we don't exist. The Unitarian Universalists obviously haven't gone anywhere, but they're not a church, and they can no longer legally meet as such. If they do meet, they may be arrested. So most of the Burundi Unitarian Universalist members went into exile, if they could, many still continuing that journey. But some stayed. 
there are still 10 to 20 people who meet faithfully each Sunday, including several new members. I am moved by the commitment of our Burundi and Rwandan neighbors who continue to gather and live out our shared faith in the face of such strong persecution. Reverend Fulgence says that the work of the church now is to build community. My friend John Bosco Andy Hokubayu explains it this way. We need to foster our relationships, and I think this goes for all of us. We need to foster our relationships with ourselves, with God and the sacred, with nature, and with others. So we have the Indian Unitarians, the Burundi Unitarians, and here are a few more stones for our mosaic. The UU Church of the Philippines, which began as a universalist church, and is now much like our own churches. They have the same set of principles we do even, except they have an additional first principle. There is God, God is love. The Hungarian and Transylvanian Unitarians, home to our partner church in Seke Karaster. Yes. These churches are steeped in five, as I'm sure you know, churches there are steeped in 500 years of tradition, and they gave the Western world our first dictate of religious freedom in the Edict of Torda. The British Unitarian and Free Christian churches that uphold the ideals of freedom, reason, and tolerance. The Indonesian Unitarian Church founded 20 years ago as a radically monotheistic Christian church. Now what that means is that they're getting back to what they see as the roots of Christianity. So they hold Sabbath and worship on Saturdays. They eat only kosher meat. Jesus and the Bible hold a special place in their religion, and they believe that each religion should have its own freedom of belief. And finally, our American Unitarian Universalist Association, which came from the merger uh, consolidation of the Unitarians and Universalists in 1961, and our neighbors, the Canadian Unitarian Council. We believe in the free and responsible search for truth and that we are all connected in the interdependent web. So there are some of the stones in our mosaic but what is the mortar that binds us together? Two things, love and justice. As Darihun Kriyam from the Kazi Hills in India put it, the thread that ties us together is love. And because we love, we act. The thread that ties us together is love. And because we love, we act. Each of our stones is a different shape, size, glint. But at the heart of our stones, and between and among all of our stones, is love and the belief that the world needs our love. So to wrap us up, here's one more piece of the story of Burundian Unitarian Universalism and how we are connected to these cousins of ours across the miles. 
When Fulgence was in prison and his congregation was rallying, holding vigil outside his doors day after day, the Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists around the world, we rallied with them. People everywhere donated money to aid Fulgence and the congregation. Tet Gallardo, a minister in the Philippines, started a petition asking for his release and the congregation's safety. People from countries that had Burundian embassies called those embassies. In the end, Fulgence said, what got him released was that the government had had too much hearing from Unitarians. But we recognized that we were bound together by our common faith and our common destiny. We were bound together by love. And we acted out of that love to try to bring about liberation. Our mosaic has these many stones bound together by love and by justice. We are one whole picture together. Unitarianism, Unitarian Universalism, may look very different in one place versus another, versus another. But we are linked together and can still learn to love together. The last word goes to Diane Rollert, a minister in Montreal. You know her. Bound together by love. She's lovely, isn't she? Yeah. So she and I met at the conference, and she said this during the conference. Why else are we here but to show the world how people of very different perspectives could create loving community? May it be so. May we create and continue to create loving community right here. I am so excited to begin this journey with you. Amen.